0: And so I started to notice how I felt after doing the sauna and the ice bath. I feel amazing, I sleep better, I'd be super energetic. You know, the conversations we had were amazing. Every day I would go to like, you know, the nearest CrossFit, the nearest restaurant. Hey, you want to come to this ice bath? I would just walk in and be like, we're doing this thing. Like, here's a card, like come out. And that's what it takes. Even when you build massive businesses, the start is like.
1: Friday, Friday, happy Friday, everybody. I hope you guys have enjoyed your week so far. I hope you guys are ready for the weekend. Uh, happy halloween i know that that's this weekend i know uh, my family's ready for it i hope you guys are ready for it as well um real quick a few housekeeping items if you haven't pre-ordered the book sales genius that's coming out real soon uh please do you can find that link on my website and if for some reason you can't because i know some people can't uh buy the book or for whatever reason but if you want to show some love and you want to get involved you can leave me a review without buying the product Uh, You can do that through the link on my website. So go check it out, daltonkjensen.com. And make sure you're following me on Twitter for all the updates, Dalton K. Jensen. And tonight, today, excuse me, uh, I have a awesome guest to share with you guys. His name is Robbie Bent. I met him through Sean Peary's writing course. He has a company called Inward Breath and his new venture, other ship all of those links will be in the description below we had a fantastic conversation about cold therapy about saunas about meditation and breath work and how these things combine can help uh, get you in a better mood get you in better shape uh, and give you an overall sense of health and well-being and robbie really dropped knowledge on us he's a fantastic guest i really appreciated him uh in addition to meeting him in the course that i took with sean puri um i also heard him on the danny miranda podcast and i have also interviewed danny miranda on here as well so uh this is just great to kind of come full circle you guys are really going to enjoy this so without further ado please welcome robbie bent welcome everybody this is don jensen and you're tuning into the thinking project Well, we're rolling, Robbie, and I appreciate you. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate your time, um, especially, you know, first thing in the morning. Um, and I, you know, just for the listeners, I first saw you on the uh, I first saw you on Sean's writing course. And then I heard you on the Danny Miranda podcast. And I and I fell in love with everything you have going on. Um, and you do. So right now you have the breath work that you do, right? The breath work academy, right?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. We have a a couple products. So we basically build accessible peak experiences. So if you've ever heard of, you know, getting into flow state, um, Mm -hmm. which is where an athlete is at the top of their game or a music composer. And so, you know, meditation gets you there also, but it's much more challenging. And I, I found a lot of friends struggling to meditate. They would be like, oh, I know I should do this thing. I've heard about it. When I sit down, it's just all these crazy thoughts. It's impossible for me to stop. And so we wanted to create experiences that could get you into that flow state. And these are called peak experiences. Mm -hmm. And so there's a few examples. One is an ice bath, two is a sauna, three is breathwork. And so we've built, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you called it a breathwork academy. It's a, it's a mobile app um, with the largest library of breathwork content in the world. And what's special about this breathwork is, you know, traditionally meditation is, you know, kind of waterfall sounds and nature sounds Mm -hmm. and quiet and tranquil. And, that doesn't really vibe for a lot of people. So, yeah, while meditation played a part in my transformation, um, and, and we can get into that, also, or mm-hmm. you know, past struggles I had with businesses, businesses failing, stuff like that, um, it was really hard, really hard to do, and it wasn't that fun, and it took a while to learn. And so, the breathwork we use is like electronic music. It feels like you're in a fitness class. You're, you know, you're breathing to the beat. It's just got that element of of fun. Uh, so, for people who have struggled before, it's a really nice way to kind of get into flow, get into the zone. Uh, and then, you know, an app is great. It's something you do at home, but we've also built physical spaces to hang out in. And these <clears> spaces are to hang out in a healthy way. So 45 person, crazy sauna with sound system in it and like a <laughs> massive stove. And there's, there's, it's kind of like if you've ever been to a boutique fitness, like soul cycle class, you know, there's a teacher there. They're waving a towel, they're dancing. They're guiding you through emotional exercises. There's a coach for the ice bath. There's a fire pit. And around the fire pit, there's like a you know, socialization. And the, the idea is like the new age social place for entrepreneurs that care about performance, but like want to go out socially, but don't want to drink, you know, four beers and eat a massive meal and then feel bad the next day. And it's yeah. like, <laughs> if you're into meditation, psychedelic medicines, all these things, like there isn't really a community space for those people to hang out yet, but those groups are getting big enough that it's warranted. So, um, yeah, just to summarize, you know, building yeah. uh, flow state experiences through breathwork hot, cold.
1: Yeah, I like that. And you, I remember doing that in Sean's class. He, he invited you up to kind of do the breathwork at the beginning. And I thought that was great, man. I was, I was seriously stoked because I read a book. Um, I love ice baths. I, I've, never, I've never really learned how to do a sauna, but ice baths and meditation are, are like my favorite. Um, And I remember when you were, when you were going through that, when we were doing the breath work, I was like, this is really cool. And it was new for me. Like I'm used to like, you know, um, like the James Nestor, like that book you wrote, like, uh, get high now. I don't know if you've ever heard of that book, but (laughs) it was, it was pretty, it's a pretty interesting book that I, that I read. And and I was just like, yeah, man, this is, this is fantastic. I'm used, but I'm used to like the, you know, breathe in for five, hold it for five out for, you know what I mean? But, but when you were like, you know, one, two, three, Um, That was great. So where, I guess I want to start here, like, um, because I am interested in like your story and like how you got to this position. But I'm curious, like right now to start, where did you get the idea to form these communities? Because I think you're right. I think so many people that I talk with now are like, uh, you know, it's almost like secret, though. They're like, hey, do you know where I could do this? And I'm like, well, it's not drugs, man. <laughs> what are you talking about, dude? I think we can do it together. <laughs> you know? Oh, that's really
0: funny. Yeah, I, um, you know, you mentioned a lot of your listeners are entrepreneurs. And so um, my first business, I started when I was 24. I ended up building this telecom platform, uh, raising a, a bunch of money, growing to 100 employees. And the business itself failed. And so I went through this really challenging two years where we couldn't afford to pay our vendors we needed to like steal our equipment out of a data center to keep the mm-hmm. business going. I had to fire people like every week. you know I was always negotiating with uh, investors. it was super difficult and the the business ended up failing and so I kind of lost pretty much all my savings um you know my parents had put some money in my friends, so it was like quite a difficult experience for me um so if you're listening and you <laughs> I went through failure, you know, where you're on the brink. Um the failure itself was not nearly as bad as like the two years of being worried about what am I gonna do. And once it was done, it was like, okay, I can focus on something new. So that oh, kind of happened and I was in a really tough moment, like living in my parents' basement. And, and money and success were really important to me. There were there were ways like I judged myself. Uh there wasn't a ton of self-awareness. It was like, Oh, if I'm successful, people are gonna love me, you know? <laughs> and yeah, um, so I was like now I'm at this point where I'm not successful and, you know, my friends are going out for dinner and the ones who's out of school, you know, did a lawyer or a banker or accountant or like a stable job. They're doing well. And I'm just kind of like, what are my skills? And so I <laughs> moved to Israel uh, after reading four hour work week and was like, okay, I'm going to change my, my life around. And so in Israel, I, I got a chance to do this 10 day meditation retreat called a Vipassana. Uh, retreat. And okay. so it's, it's completely silent, 10 hours of meditation per day. Um, but that was the first time it's, it's really like, if you think about it, 10 hours per day, a hundred hours, it's like doing calm, you know, every day for two years. So it's, it's a, you know, shortened time frame where you really go deep
1: Yeah, and yeah. can kind of
0: for the first time feel the benefits of, of meditation. And through that, I learned about psychedelic medicines at that same retreat. I, I tried those I'm um, going to Peru to to do ayahuasca probably six, six years ago. And since then I've been really into, into health. Like both of those things got me super into health and wellness. I quit drinking. I'm, I'm sober now. And, um, you know, right after that I joined the Ethereum ecosystem. So for people oh, who are who listening, you know, I, I joined Ethereum sub so $6. It was, um, you know, really small community when I joined and I, a friend of mine was really into it. And he was a big investor in the space. He said, Hey, come out to San Francisco. So I moved to San Francisco <laughs> and uh, just kind of started working for free in that community for a while and like was really inspired by how passionate people were. Mm-hmm. And then that exploded. It became this like, obviously today it's like this massive thing, you know, four thousand dollars um, there's like all kinds of new use cases like NFTs and all this crazy stuff. Um, our friend Danny, who you mentioned is also yeah. just started a podcast on NFT. So Ethereum and crypto have exploded. And for me, my confidence exploded as a result. I was working with all the like the smartest people in the world. Financially, it went really well. And all this time I, I had this practice of like daily meditation and, and psychedelic medicines. And they were just really hard to teach. And so meditation it, it's it's tough it just takes a while like you can do 30 mm-hmm. sessions in a month and be like oh, i don't know if i feel it or not and for many people to sit down it's kind of the you know i often use this analogy if you're trying to learn guitar you're not going to pick up the guitar and play a song <laughs> but when people sit down they expect something to happen and there's not really any feedback so it's mostly like oh i did it wrong nothing's happening mm, and yeah, so yeah yeah of my friend group of, you know, 200 people, let's say maybe five of them were able to develop the habit. And then with psychedelic medicines, while powerful, they're, they're also illegal. There's a stigma around it. And then they're quite expensive to go and do with a guide either on retreat or at home. So mm-hmm. it was difficult for, for many people. And then ones friends I saw who just use psychedelic medicines had trouble integrating the experiences back into their life to create behavioral change. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of really in this world of like wow I know that if you take time to like go into your feelings uh through like mindfulness whatever it may be it it makes your life better um, more whole you know if you feel better if you're more happy if you're more um present more calm more mindful and so I started getting into um sort of alternative modalities and so so those two weren't working for friends but they're working for me and then i you know started going to bathhouses a lot and i would do that because i was sober and so you know uh, <laughs> thermal baths spas russian yeah. banyas, like all, all these places and i noticed whenever friends and i would go it'd be like this awesome time but I kind of wondered why like the places are sometimes 40 years old and you know it it's it's kind of like a weird like kind of Russian style <laughs> banya, and people are yeah. naked, and they're like, "This is weird." But but my friends would go and be like, whoa, that was awesome. That was really fun. That was so much better than a bar." And so I started to notice how I felt after doing the sauna and the, the ice bath. I feel amazing. I'd sleep better. I'd be super energetic. Uh, you know, the conversations we had were amazing. And so I started doing research on uh, ice baths and and sauna, and heard about it from like Rhonda Patrick and Peter Tia and all these leading biohackers, and then. Uh, so I heard about Wim Hof. And so I did the Wim Hof training, the, you know, uh, ice baths yeah. and, and breath work. And then I got really into that. I was like, well, this is really cool. I was doing that in the morning. And the business started just sort of as a side project in my backyard. We built an ice bath and had people every night uh, from our community and just like, Hey, come try this ice bath. And, and this is yeah. a couple of years ago. So it's kind of before it's cool. And you know, a bunch of people are coming over and we're having a fire and people are like, whoa, that was an insane experience. Like for the first time in my life, my worries faded. Mm-hmm. And so the ice triples the neuropinephrine in the brain, which is a neurotransmitter responsible for mood, attention, vigilance. Mm-hmm. You become present or in a meditative state. And so what happens are people, if you're struggling with, you know, anxiety or you're worried about work or what do these people think of me or all these tasks I have to do, all that stuff instantly fades away. And so I saw you know people who are super high stress entrepreneurs I know that don't care about spirituality. They don't care about meditation to them. It's like, ah, this stuff's not real. It's, you know, I'm not not into it. And you put them in the ice bath and for the first time in like 20 years, I would see people be like, whoa, I'm not (laughs) thinking about my phone. This is insane. So that was really cool. And then we built out my garage into like a wellness center ice bath, sauna, but kind of like a wellness center bar. So it wasn't like a place where you would go on your own. It would be like a group and in the
1: group. Yeah, yeah.
0: exactly. we'd have classes. So we might do a breathwork class in the sauna, or we may have a a sauna in the dark where everybody shares something they want to work on. And so it was kind of, you know, if you look at, I I don't know, um, how much fitness you do, but but Uh there used to be, you know, Gold's gym in the U S and it would be like in the 1980s and nineties, bodybuilders or, uh, professional athletes and it yeah, wasn't that yeah. common for people maybe they play sports but to have like you know a weekly workout routine and then SoulCycle came along I think 2006 and like all of a sudden it's music it's community it's darkness it's a facilitator who's sharing it's like this crazy thing that um, kind of made fitness fun and made fitness entertainment yeah so I think there's a huge opportunity to do that for mental health and if you yeah. think about mental health now you have You know, the app you use at home on your own, which is great. Headspace, Calm, five-minute journal. There's a ton of different ways you might use to just find a bit of space for presence. Yeah. Um, And then on the other side, there's like therapy. And therapy is great too, but, you know, 200 bucks a session. You have to Mm. admit there's something wrong with you. There's that kind of (laughs) the stigma of like, oh, I'm seeing therapy. I'm broken. And it's, you know, you got to find someone that you feel comfortable with. You need to be vulnerable to them. It's a huge barrier. And so...
1: Yeah, Is there a way
0: is. in between where you could have these classes that are helping people deal with emotions, but they're also fun and inspiring? And I think that's the key. Everything we're doing, that's why we use these peak experiences, because they naturally like create these physiological effects that make you feel amazing. So we built that space. It was super successful, um, really popular, just kind of in the neighborhood. Now we're building a new space, which I can talk about. And then during that journey, during COVID, we just started doing breathwork online for our community for free. And, you know, started with Zoom. Super simple. Hey, we're just going to do this Zoom and guide breathwork for people. And that grew to a few hundred people and they started asking for recordings. So we started putting recordings online. (laughs) And then, you know, people were like, Oh, I want to do like, I want to do this every day. So we built a course. Then after the course, we got, you know, a thousand customers. Then it was like, Oh, well, let's, you know, people are asking for an app. So, we've built an app now and the app launches uh, in the next two weeks, which we're really excited about. And so, wow. yeah, just over that time, just through passion, we were just creating breathwork content every week, you know, like, oh, let's do one for fear. And then people are afraid, let's do an amazing breathwork for fear. Or, like, hey, this is our favorite yeah. DJ. They just released a new mix. Let's put a breathwork on top of it. And so, kind of made breathworks for, <laughs> yeah, and made the breathwork for awesome. everything, you know, just out of passion. And it seems people really, really like them and people who've struggled to meditate specifically. Specifically founders and people who are like very A-type who, who you mentioned, yeah. this is the first thing they can like, like the first mental health tool where they can really feel it. And they're like, wow, I feel good from this. I feel my energy's increased or I feel I've been able to calm down. And so we really stick to science. It's, it's very much, these are the science, t- scientific benefits of the techniques. Here's mm-hmm. why they work. And not only that, we're going to layer them with some amazing music. So it's fun. And those two things have been able to convert a lot of people who in the past were maybe skeptical of, of mental health practices.
1: Yeah, you kind of distract them. With, you kind of distract them into meditating with the good beats and with the nice music. I mean, it works. Like, don't get me wrong. But some people, like you said, like, uh, you know, in my life, I meet a lot of people who are like that, who who might not want spirituality or religion, but they're looking for something like they're missing something. And I always thought that was funny. Like, you you don't want these two things, but you feel like you need something. And it's like, okay, Um, but then you can do these breath works and these guided meditations. And and uh, and I and you know what? I I, while you were talking, I was thinking I was like, dude, there's no place like that, at least in my city that I know of. Um, But I know that people would dig that. Like, I know people would like flock to that. You know, if you had a group where you could just, you know, there's no drinking. There's no there's no you know, there's just a bunch of people who want to get better. And now we have places that we can do that and and feel good. Um, and that's really cool, man. That's that's amazing.
0: Yeah, we're excited. You'll have to come out to Toronto <laughs> to to visit the the flagship.
1: I, I need to do that. But you said something at the at the um you were talking at the beginning about your business, um, your telecom business that uh, that ended up failing. And you mentioned something that I heard that really caught my interest, and I kind of want to talk about. You said you said that failure wasn't, and I want to make sure I get this right. But you said that failure wasn't the hardest part; it was the two years leading up to that. Like that, once you had admitted, maybe not admitted, but once you had realized, like, okay, there's really no way. I just need to cut the cord. How did you come? Like, what was that experience like? How did you fit? How did you come to that? How did you find that out? What was that like for you?
0: Yeah, failure is a pretty interesting one, yeah. um, and especially when you know, the fear It's it's really not like failure is not a thing. Fear of failure is a thing. And it's, you <laughs> yeah. know,
1: yeah. and okay. so for,
0: for two years it was like, this business is not going to work and we would raise more money and like try different iterations and try new customer channels. And then it was like, Oh, maybe it's going to work, but like, probably it's not going to work. But we, you know, we got to try our hardest anyways. And so it was just like day after day, like, okay, when this fails, like what am I going to do? You know? okay, when this fails, what am I going to do? Like, am I going to be able to get another job? Am I going to have money? What does it say about me? What are people going to think? All these like silly thoughts that are super common. And and so how do we just straight up, like, you know, had somebody come in and just seized all the assets and didn't have to go through those two years, it would have been much easier than being on this like point of failure and thought of failure the whole time. And it's tough for, for any entrepreneur. You know, yeah. that's why I actually stopped drinking is like, you have those nights where you have a poor sleep and you're out late. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, it's always like, okay, this might not work, you know, yeah. but that's yeah. kind of like the whole battle is like, it's probably not going to work. And so you need to have like supreme confidence. And there's a, a few ways you get that. One is because you really care about what you're building. Um, yeah. That's the, and like two, you're like excited about it. And so that's what gives you confidence. But three is you, you feel good. You know, you're in the right state. And that's why I like breath work. You can use breath work to push the gas pedal on the nervous system to energize yourself, to create focus. And as a, as a result, you like feel good, uplifted, inspired. And so when the glass is half full, it makes being an entrepreneur significantly more easy. When the glass is half empty, it's like, fuck, you know, we're not going to be able to get these customers. We're going to run out of money. It's it's like, everybody knows this, this just feeling of like nervousness. And then like, even to the point of, you know, being an entrepreneur is asking for help all the time. So it's like yeah. every day you know, I'm reaching out. Oh, can I get on your podcast? Can I, you know, can you talk about me in your newsletter? Can you do this? And it's, it's like, you're pushing the boulder up the hill. Like for us, when we started the ice bath, we were inviting people every day. I would go to like, the, you know, the nearest CrossFit, the nearest restaurant. Hey, you want to come to this ice bath? I would just walk in and be like, we're doing this thing. Like, here's a card, like come out. And that, that's what it takes. Even when you build massive businesses, the start is like, you know, I, I saw Sean had a tweet yesterday about uh-huh. Uber starting and, you oh, know, they yeah. had these meeting rooms where they would invite taxi owners one by one and have this little meeting room with 15 people. And that's like the start of Uber it was getting taxi drivers to, to drive. And so it's not glamorous. It's hard and it feels mm-hmm. hard and you feel like you're going to fail. So you need to be energized. And, and so, yeah. so that's, that's one piece. And so that's why I love <laughs> like breath work and hot and cold because they put you into the state where you feel good. And you're like, okay. I can, I can, I can do this. Yeah. And so for me, that business though, there was two years of like, I can't, do this and just fear. And so it was like paralyzing, you know, and then finally when the business fails, all these like worries, it just turns out like, Hey, I'm actually just going to get another job. And like, I start doing (laughs) interviews and, you know, and I start thinking about what my next company is going to be. And I start thinking about all these opportunities come and you realize like, you now have hope again. And so where before there was no hope, it's just like just this worry. And now it's like, Oh, I'm excited about something else. Like, that's great. I now have all this free time to do something new. Um, yeah. So I don't, I don't think failure is like a sustainable feeling. It's when the failure itself happens and you just realize like, Oh, well, like this wasn't
1: as bad. Yeah, what was I scared
0: of? unlimited <laughs> opportunity. So it's nice to have something like that happen earlier in your life. Cause now I'm just not afraid of that anymore. So it's just like, Hey, this is what being an entrepreneur is. If this doesn't work, I'll just do the next thing. And it, there's not uh, that same level of fear there.
1: Yeah. I, I love that. I love that. You mentioned that. And it's it's crazy to think that because I that's been my experience. Like I worked as a I worked in a pretty high stress like manager job um in a in an automotive company. I worked so I worked for Honda. Um and a lot of the times like we would get in those positions, like uh, you know, the, yeah, the fear of what might happen. And I read this quote one time that was like um it was I can't remember if it was like Mark Twain or someone like that. But they, they, you know, they said like, why, you know, worrying only means you suffer twice. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, you. And, and by the way, I, I, think, I think it really just means like worrying is just suffering once. Like I said, like once you get past that, once you like realize that and accept it, it's really not as bad as you think it is. Like, yeah, like you said, let's get another job. Or uh, for me, it was like, yeah, the customer might be mad, but we're gonna fix it. And once we get over it. Uh, you know, most of the time they come back and they they were just grateful that you acknowledged them and fixed the problem. And and why were we all scared of this? You know what I mean? We should we should have done it quicker. Yeah, one
0: you know interesting point on that. All, all fear sort of breaks down in my mind to fear of rejection and fear of, of failure. And okay. <laughs> these things were were huge for me in my my twenties. And you know, oh, yeah. what are other people going to think? Are they going to like me? Yeah. You know, what does that say about me? What are my parents going to think? And as I got more into this realm of psychedelic medicines, meditation, breath work, these things really help you kind of find, you know, what what our customers always say is like, I found my inner self. You know, what does that mean? It's like that feeling of when you were a child and you don't care about being judged, you know? So imagine you're back to your, your, five years old, if you're listening and you're, maybe you're out playing baseball with your, your dad, or, you know, you got some new game you're really excited about, or you're just in the street doing something and this feeling, you know, playing in the grass, like this feeling of being a kid. And what that means is, is a, it's a state of like, I'm pure being, I'm not worried about these other things. And I've found that through Breathwork specifically, you can connect to that feeling again. You can shut down the thinking mind. You can do it through meditation also, but Breathwork is like a great, like in one session on our site, you would be able to to feel that. And the more I've gotten connected to that feeling, the less I care what people think and the more i found like my weird self and so everybody has like weird you know quirky things and so when you connect to those as you're older it's really like a brilliant feeling of like wow like i'm just gonna fully be myself and as a result you stop caring about these fears and so i spent a lot of time um Mm. you know to be in a fear state a lot in my in my 20s and, and even younger and, um, I've kind of like got, like there's still fears, obviously, but that yeah. they've so minimized from these practices that it just it feels really, really good.
1: Yeah. I like that you said, uh, caring about fears. Cause you know, a lot of people, uh, what that, what that triggered for me in my head was when people say like, I don't care about what you think and how I've always believed that that's kind of like a lie. <laughs> like we do care what people think. And that's, I mean, that's kind of what makes us human a little bit is like, are good, you know, attracting tribes and, and being accepted into tribes and, and being, you know, and just like, you know, you don't like as humans, we don't do well as loners, but when you said caring about fear, like fears, um, th- I think that was what in my head made it click. Like we care about, you know, we care about the fear of what they'll think about me when it's just like, you can find people who really accept you as you. I know that was kind of a weird way to take this, but I was just like, I was thinking about that. I was like, dang, you know I mean? I
0: even, yeah. And then even on that, it's like, if you accept yourself fully, yeah. it doesn't matter if other people accept you as you, like you were not going to be thinking in those yeah, terms. And so you definitely like people behave in groups. They want to be in groups hundred percent and like being a yeah. nice person, like the more, you know, what's really interesting too, is like the more you believe in something because you enjoy it, the more excited you become, the more engaging you become, the more charismatic. So it becomes, you know, if you put me in a room and I'm talking about ice baths, people be like, wow, that guy's like the happiest guy (laughs) in the world. It's so cool what he's talking about. It's just because that stuff like really worked for me specifically. And I'm like super into it. And so the more you find your pet, it could be whatever, it could be like trading cards or
1: yeah, You know, yeah.
0: Be, being handy and like learning how to build stuff with your hands or like essential oils <laughs> or painting, whatever it is. It's just when you find these these hobbies that you loved as a kid that like tap into that passion, it yeah. makes you happy and interesting. And as a result, um, those tribes you join, you become like more attached to them, I think.
1: Yeah, I, I like that you said that, too, because that's one of my yeah. big beliefs as well is once you're, you know, if, if you're doing the right thing and you're being true and and you are doing these things, yeah. Then, then uh, there's no transactions revolving around it. And it, I guess it's that paradox, right? I guess we're talking about the paradox that, like, of control. Like, the more that you realize you don't have, the more you gain, kind of thing. You know, like the more you let go, the more you get. And, uh, and, and that's yeah, that's very true. So, um, I, I was, I was, com- I was, you know, then in that that first statement you were ta- you were making, um, you had mentioned. That a lot of people in your friend group, you know, if you had two hundred, maybe five of five of them would find something valuable in in the meditation, and, and the others, and the rest might not. Do you think that? I mean, obviously it's pretty common now, but but what do you think is causing like? And I mean, you found a great like alternative with you know the the music and the breathwork, and I love it. Um, but I'm just curious your thoughts behind why some people can't do like the traditional meditation or, I mean, is it like a society thing? Is it just how like we've, you know, evolved or grown up or what do you think makes people not into like, and some people even ice baths, like I can't, some of my friends, I can't even get into a cold shower, man.
0: I'm like, (laughs) cold shower is is tough. Like it's very much, you know, like, I'm I'm alone. It's the morning. This is uncomfortable. Like, why am I going to do it? So before we do an ice bath, we have a 10 minute coaching session about like the science, about how it's going to feel. And I think a cold shower is even harder than the the ice bath because it's only a small part of your body and it's not quite as cold. So you like, don't get into this fight or flight state right away in the same, in the same way. Um, But anyways, I think meditation, what I've seen is just the feedback loop is slower and more subtle. So if you sat for 10 minutes and let's compare it to something everybody knows. And so breath is one, but if you went to a full blown fitness class, soul cycle, CrossFit, and you push yourself for 45 minutes, you're sprinting, you're jumping, you're running after that, you're going to feel amazing. You know, yeah. like you're, you're going to feel something like, well, if I I did this work. I feel great. This is awesome. Yeah. you're not going to have that after 10 minutes of meditation. What likely happens, especially for the first, first times, is just, am I doing this right? This feels yeah. weird. I'm thinking there's so many things. And it's going to, you know, what'll pop up is I need to go to the hairdresser. I need, you know, my, my kids need this mm-hmm. formula. I need to take them to school. What about money? Oh, what did this girl think about me? What does she mean by that? Content? My boss is an asshole, like constant. And most people aren't used to that. like Just looking at their thoughts. And you start to realize your mind is like a legitimately wild animal and it's uncomfortable that it just kind of goes all, and, and these thoughts keep you distracted. But when you turn your, uh, ins, like you turn your awareness back onto those thoughts, it's, it's uncomfortable and it feels strange. And so, you know, if you were learning to ride a bike, you're biking along, like you're not just up and riding. You're, you're to fall a couple times. This is kind of that feeling of, you know, especially if you like went out to ride a bike and you, you tried to ride five times, you didn't ride it. You're not going to be riding a bike is awesome, it, you know, and, and so another analogy is just like if you've ever tried recently to learn a sport as an adult, skiing, snowboarding, oh, rock climbing, yeah. like the first time you go out, you can't yeah. do it. And so it's just like skiing is not fun, like time one. And so yeah. meditation is a skill. It's just like that. And I think it just takes quite a long time without giving a lot of feedback. And as a result, many people are busy, like nothing happened. It didn't work for me. And so it's, it's kind of like, okay, I know this thing works. I know it works very well. There's a ton of science, you know, funny you mentioned only 15% of people in North America have self-reported a, a meditation practice. So like 85% don't have one. And that's like probably everyone in North America will know what calm headspace <laughs> is or know what meditation is. Right. So like there's something broken there. And so I think it's partly because of the feedback loop and then partly because um, our society is so, overstimulated today. And so yeah, Yeah. this is like a huge, a huge problem Mm -hmm. and I'll I'll explain why, but (laughs) um, every time you look at your phone, right? Like 15, 20 years ago, there were no phones. So this wasn't an issue, but like, you know, you're standing in the elevator, boom, I'm going to check my phone for social media you are waiting between like three minutes to talk to someone oh i'm going to check my phone people check their phone like 70 times a day <laughs> every time you check your phone you're turning on the gas pedal of the nervous system your brain doesn't know real stress versus perceived stress so i just think about it like oh slack notification boom 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 like dopamine in the brain you know social yeah. media like likes dopamine in the brain all these different things are creating this this fight or flight response which is fine. But when you're overstimulated, <clears throat> one, it makes it more difficult to get the same level of enjoyment from uh, less stimulating activities like walking, getting a hug, eating. And it yeah. makes it more difficult to be in the part, the, the state of nervous system it's called the parasympathetic, the rest and digest side of the, the nervous system. And that's where we find meaning, emotion, connection. And so it's just becoming more and more difficult for us to be in that nervous system state because we're always Stimulated, so I think overstimulation makes it difficult to just sit down and like stop and and be with your thoughts. Plus, just the lack of feedback, and so those two things mean it's it's difficult. And so breathwork is great because you feel it in a single session, and so it's it's got something. You know, it's it's oftentimes we look at it as like the gateway. Somebody comes in, they try an ice bath, they try breathwork, they feel these things, they feel amazing, and hopefully we use that as a hat so can you know be eventually develop meditation practice or a psychedelic medicine practice.
1: Yeah, that's incredible. And I think you, I think you're right. In fact, when you were telling that story, it reminded me of the first time. So the first time I ever did, excuse me, a social media fast, it was like the trippiest thing. And I don't know why I'll never forget this experience, but I don't know why I went back to social media, but I, I started this 30 day social media fast. And I remember, Like, all right, I'm going to delete all the social media off my phone. And then uh, I did that in the morning. And then I get like very similar. Like I get to work and it's like five minutes before the team meeting. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to look at my phone. And so I pop open my phone and I start like scrolling back and forth. And it took me like legitimately two or three minutes, like not seconds, like minutes to realize like, holy crap, dude, I'm looking for something that's not even there anymore. Like, this is, it scared, it scared the shit out of me. And I was like, oh, dude, this is not good. <laughs> oh, my goodness.
0: Yeah, I can't, and we can, like, go into, like, a lot of, and I have some interesting views. But I, I stopped using, I was, like, fully addicted to Instagram. Loved it. would check it every morning. would use it to, like, mm-hmm. meet girls. Like, in my in my 20s, like, be posting. What are people going to think? I'd be on vacation. Like, oh, that would be a great shot. I should get it and, like, post it. Yeah. You know and I haven't No, for probably four years. Um, oh, wow. it's not, it's not on my phone. Um, they'll post anything, don't use it. And <clears throat> what happened after about three months is like, if you're using it every day, you think you are networked to all these people you're connected with. You see what they're doing. Your mind kind of stores these, these memories of like, yeah. Oh, I know this person They went here, they're doing that. Like you don't actually know them. Uh, these connections aren't real. And so what happens after three months of just not being on it anymore is like, all these like perceived connections of people in your life, they just kind of fade away and, and you're left with the space of just much more um, contentedness and like quiet. And this idea that like, okay, like, who cares again? You know, I think Instagram really drives this. Like, what do other people think of me? What am I posting out there? What are all these other people doing? Yeah. Putting that to your mind every day, five, 10, 15 minutes. Like that is very challenging for general happiness so i think it's um it's a really interesting experiment to to stop using it and see how your mind state shifts
1: yeah well i'll tell you that when i did that first fast um it was great like once i got through the initial day of like of like seriously checking my phone and then catching myself um it was nice dude yeah you don't really have to worry about anything you don't have to worry about a whole lot there's not uh, I like that you said you know these perceived connections because once I I you know it's 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 freeing but it was also like I I thought I had a hundred friends uh, and then I realized I have five really good friends you know what I mean like and that's all I needed like I was happy with that like I had five like homies that I knew that if and I had their phone number it reminded me of that the uh, I don't remember which actor said it but um they were like you know if if you have a problem with me call me. And if you don't have my phone number, then you don't know me enough to have a problem with me. And it was like, it was like, yeah. If my, if I, if I have friends, they know how to get a hold of me, you know. And if, and if I need to get a hold of them, like, that's the thing, you know. I didn't want to just be like, all right, well, I can find them on Facebook. If it was like, no, dude, that that was there was something really cool about that, you know. There was something very freeing about that, and uh, and and I think you're right about the overstimulation in our society, for sure. Um, so that brings me kind of like to, to my next, uh, question that I wanted to bring up about like ice baths and saunas. And I wonder if you take a few minutes just to talk about like the science behind that and what you've, and how you got into like ice baths and saunas, um, and just what you've learned since, since doing all that. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And we can, we can do the same for, for breath work also, and just talk about like some of the the benefits. And so for me, the ice bath is incredible. Like you can feel it in a single session. And so, you know, hot, cold in general are a form of hormesis, which is, means you're putting your body through stress and as a result getting stronger. And so there's a, a famous longevity researcher named David Sinclair who has a book called lifespan, which i would highly recommend. And in it, okay. fasting, hot, cold therapy are two of the best things you can do uh, to increase longevity and health span, which is aging in a, in a healthy way. And If you think about it, our bodies are meant to go through stress. Like since the beginning of time, we'd sleep on the ground, outdoors. We would be in the winter with like a pelt, you know, living outside. Like human beings are extremely resilient. Uh, We would fast for for many days. There wouldn't be access to food. We would hunt. So there would be a lot of exercise and manual labor required. So our bodies respond well to good stresses and get stronger from a hormonal perspective. And that's just wired into us you know, since the beginning of time throughout through evolution. So what are forms of good stress? There's sunlight, fasting, exercise, yeah. hot, cold. Now, when you get in an ice bath, your body says like, Hey, this could be dangerous. And your, your blood vessels constrict, all the warm blood gets pulled to your core. Your brain produces norepinephrine, which I mentioned creates this feeling of like, you know, attention, vigilance, it boosts your mood. You feel alive. Your brain saying like, Hey, I need to be aware. So all your thoughts fade. Now, norepinephrine blocks inflammation pathways across the body, extremely anti-inflammatory, which is why you see CrossFit athletes and you know NBA players in ice baths after games to, to speed healing. Um, people that live to 100 have two things in common. One is low inflammation scores. The second is strong immune systems. They've done studies on winter swimmers and seen up to 50% increase in, in white blood cell response. So wow. a lot of evidence that the ice bath is fantastic for boosting immunity reducing inflammation as a result, uh, increasing longevity. It also increases metabolism locally. So your metabolism will ramp up up to three times as your body becomes more metabolically active, burns fat to create heat. That's how your body eats oh, back wow. up. Yeah. So, so when you get to shivering point, your body releases something called secotan, which will also burn fat. So, you know, it's, it's fantastic for, for body composition. And then finally, uh, there's two antioxidant systems that they've shown increased 30 to 50%. Uh, the names are glutathione reductase and superoxide dismutase. not, not important, but what an antioxidant system is, it's a ability to pull free radicals, like damage from aging, breathing, exercise, toxins, all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, if left unchecked. They, they do havoc in the body. And so strong antioxidant systems will, will pull those free radicals out. And so you think like okay, in two minutes, I'm um, Reducing inflammation, which is like cause of 70% of age-related diseases. I'm um, boosting my immune system, which is like super important considering COVID. And just like anecdotally, my wife and I, um, you know, we don't get sick hardly ever. And like in the last four years, I've been sick a handful of times since we started yeah. doing, you know, ice baths five, six times a week. Uh, and then you're going to boost your mood and you're going to get in this like meditative state. And so when we guide people through the ice bath, we have them think about an intention and uh, really put that intention into the subconscious mind. So, you know, one minute in the ice bath, you're in a complete state of flow. Like amazing. That's where you want to be. It's just completely, I'm in the present I'm here. And then we have people do a visualization of of a feeling they want. Maybe it's bravery or compassion or love or patience. And they provide evidence to their subconscious mind of when they felt that way before. And that's a really powerful thing for, for people to do. A lot of people have never done visualizations before. So that's the ice bath two minutes, You come out, you feel amazing. If it's a social experience, well, you can do this instead of having a couple beers and you you get that feeling. It it creates um, an adrenaline response. And there's a style of breath that also does that as well. And that adrenaline response is actually super powerful for learning, for kicking off a learning session. So sometimes I'll do an ice bath before an afternoon of work. Uh, Sometimes like the power writing course we did with you, we'll do a breath work Uh for, um, you know, to learn. So a breath work, Turn on the fight or flight response. Spend like sixty to ninety minutes doing deep learning, and then end with a seven or eight minute breath work for retention. That pushes the break and kind of does the opposite of the fight or flight response. So oh, that's wow. the sort of science that the ice bath. Will stop there. We can double click on that, or, or or go deeper.
1: Yeah. No. I uh, I really like. So let me ask you a question. How long should you be in an ice bath? Like ideal time.
0: Yeah, I think like, you know, you're going to get the physical benefits in 20 to 30 seconds. These systems are going okay. to turn on. We generally guide people for the first time for for two minutes. Okay. Uh, and, and this is at like, you know, 32 or zero degrees. So we're usually between okay. 32 and 35. And so the warmer the water, the longer you can spend in. I found like just as someone who does it every day around like the two to three minutes is, is pretty good for me. Okay. I can totally feel the response when I went out. And that's not from a quantitative standpoint. It's just something that like after Personally, thousands and thousands of, of ice baths. That's just kind of where I am. Yeah, up. you're, you can
1: you're, you're you're doing like you like two do, to three minutes.
0: Yeah. And you can, you can definitely do longer, but I've just found that there's not much more noticeable benefit after that. And it starts to get a little painful and then it's kind of like, okay, <laughs> you know, so that, that seems like a pretty good, that's what we kind of recommend to people that are coming in.
1: Okay. That's nice. Uh, because, you know, sometimes you think of like, dude, I'm going to be in this ice bath forever, you know, like five, 10 minutes kind of thing. Um, But I found like in my experience with ice baths, kind of the same thing. Yeah, I don't you don't have to be in there very long to to really start to figure out what's going on. Um, That's really cool. So now saunas, though, break down saunas, because for me, I've never really I've never really been into saunas. I'm not a I get really hot, really fat, like my body does. Like, I don't. I don't sleep with a blanket very often.
0: Like yeah, so it's it's just understanding the why again, okay. right? So like, why okay. am I in the sauna? As most people go in, you're, you're it's kind of the opposite of the ice bath. You start out in this state of relaxation. The heat is nice. You're you're kind of in this like, oh, I feel good, you know. Oh, yeah. As yeah, yeah. as the heat increases, your brain produces um, something called dynorphin which is like, you know, the feel bad hormone and, and you uh-huh. start to get claustrophobic. I'm too hot. I need to get out. Now, the longer you, you push yourself, the more your brain is prepared to receive endorphins. So when you get out, you're like taking that big deep breath. You feel amazing. And, and you know, that endorphin rush actually lasts for the entire day. And so they did the study in the nineties where they put people in a light box, which is red light. And then another infrared sauna it found significant increases in um, in for depression and it was actually like one of the best treatments for depression so it's not going to make you feel good but you you need to push yourself other things it does your blood vessels dilate so you're working your your vascular system your heart rate your the amount of plasma per beat actually increases because your blood vessels are dilated so it's fantastic for the vascular system Uh, Mm -hmm. as your body overheats you produce your brain produces heat shock proteins which actually disaggregate plaques and and buildup in the body. Mm -hmm. As you're sweating, you're detoxing like toxins, heavy metals, phthalates, plastics, which is like fantastic considering how uh, toxic our environment has become. You produce BDNF in the brain, brain derived nootropic growth factor, which is great for uh, brain neurogenesis, like the creation of, of new memories. So it's also fantastic for happiness as well. So there's just like tons and tons of benefits. Another is You're putting your body through stress. So something called autophagy happens, which is your body removing dead cells, uh, which can become Mm. cancerous later. So there's just like an enormous amount of benefits. They did the study over 20 years in Finland and men that sounded three times a week on average, 50% reduction in in cardiovascular disease, which is like the number one killer in North America, Uh, 50% ish reduction in Alzheimer's. They don't know the exact mechanism, but think because of the heat shock proteins, you're removing like plaque buildup. Okay. And then 40% reduction in all cause mortality. So holding all factors, the same people who are saunaing three times a week, have these massive benefits and, and this stuff, there's a number of amazing papers. You can look at Rhonda Patrick. She's created a report of like the leading yeah. 30, 40 papers. So all of these, you know, this increase in FOXO three, which is like the longevity gene the increases in BDNF. I mentioned the detoxification, all this stuff is is proven. So it's, it's just from a longevity standpoint, from a recovery standpoint, from a way it's going to make you feel it, it, from your mood standpoint, it's fantastic. And then one layer deeper, we found people come into the sauna, the heat and the the strenuousness of, of being in the heat for a longer period, as you mentioned, helps them get into like, again, a meditative state where they're not just thinking and like ruminating. Yeah. So we find both the hot and cold are these like gateways into a, a meditative state.
1: Okay. And do you do, I've seen when people do like one right after the other, they like, stay in the sauna for a little bit and then jump right into an ice bath.
0: Yeah. So our, our protocol, it changes and we have many for, for both the hot and cold, like the, okay. the temperature, the length, what's happening inside. So we actually have classes that, that we've okay. created, but so a standard drop in session might be like 15 minute sauna, come out, let your body temperature cool a bit naturally, you know, maybe do some breathing for three or four minutes. Yeah. Ice bath for two <laughs> minutes, come out, sit in that feeling of cold, um, really feel into your, your body. For two or three minutes and then back in the sauna another 15 20 minutes and, and that would be like a one-hour session
1: oh wow okay so you go from sauna to cold back to heat yeah does that, like a with standard work work. yeah with like breath work in between
0: yeah and some people will do like you know ice bath first or some people do like there, there's this um neuroscientist andrew huberman who's pretty amazing and he yeah, has a protocol yeah. uh, where he does you know one minute in one minute out one minute in one minute out one minute in, one minute out
1: oh, and man. that
0: gets you to a, a shivering point because the cold blood that's in your hands and feet as you're, as you're, when you get out, that cold blood rushes back uh, to the organs. And so when you go back in with the cold blood around the organs, you're actually cold internally and externally. And so you you get to the streamer point faster. So you can, it's kind of neat because you can increase the intensity, you know, you can go under and dunk your head. You can have your neck in. There's just different ways to make it more challenging, um, which people really like.
1: (laughs) So, so they'll, so yeah, one minute out, one minute in, that'd be crazy. Um, But yeah, I mean, normally, like when I take an ice bath, like I I get all the way, you know, up to my up to my chin or whatever. to make sure that you're all the way under um, while you're while you're doing your breathing, while you're focusing on that. Um, But man, I am going to have to fly out to Toronto, dude, and look at this, because uh, I think you have I think that would be great uh, to like, I don't know, dude, this is like my crazy brain, but I think it'd be even cool to like franchise that. And like, and go out and go crazy. You know?
0: Yeah, that's the plan. So we're we're thinking Austin next, and so we've already been looking at sites. And so the idea is like Q one of next year to um, you know, hopefully lock something in for Austin and be open by end of next year there as our first awesome. U uh, S location. But if people want to. <laughs> you know, uh, contact me about it. There's definitely like, we spent a lot of time. We designed the sauna custom. We designed the ice bath custom. Oh, wow. We designed all the programming for both. So we're teaching the trainers, the facilitators, um, you know, skills of self-hypnosis, uh, all the science that I mentioned, oh, on
1: self-hypnosis. and
0: so, yeah, Well, it's kind of combining <laughs> yeah. a lot of stuff you would use in therapy, um, to deal with emotions, to focus, to find them in your body, to process them. Mm-hmm. And so we're kind of doing a more accessible form of, that. We actually have a partnership with an amazing clinic in Toronto. So people will come to us. They kind of have their mind open to, wow, like this is what it feels like to feel gratitude or fear. And then after we'll want to do the breath work and then they start doing the breath work on the app. And then they're like, wow, I'm like, all these feelings are coming up. I feel amazing. Um, but maybe there were some challenging feelings. And then, so we have a partnership with the clinic. So if you want like one-to-one therapy, there's that. Okay. If you want to go to a meditation retreat, if you want to go to a psychedelic medicine retreat, we are partnered with a few as well. And so it's kind of yeah. bringing people, like we call our product, the House of Transformation, and so the oh, idea wow. is helping people create real behavioral change um, through something that's inspiring and and fun. And so, yeah, if you're if you're around and you are looking for a change, um, you know, us it,
1: up. <laughs> hey man, I, dude, I, that's the only reason. Uh, can you fly into Toronto now? Yeah. Have they lifted some of the restrictions now to get there? Yeah. yeah, definitely. Okay. okay. Well, that's really cool because I know for a little bit there, they had to, you couldn't really fly into Toronto, fly and now, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. And then and then in the meantime, cool. if it's like, hey, I can't go to Toronto and I'm not going to be in Austin, you know, the, <laughs> the breathwork is a fantastic, um, fantastic tool. We also have some breathing yeah. in the sauna and the ice bath. So if you're like, hey, I have a sauna at home or, you know, I want to get some ice in the tub. We have a bunch of those classes on our on our app, but it's just daily breathwork. If you, you know, you struggle yeah. to meditate, you want to boost your energy, your focus. Uh, You want to feel like that inner child I mentioned that like (laughs) feeling of inspiration, uh, all of that is available on our, on our app.
1: Okay. Yeah. And you've mentioned that a few times. So right before we leave, tell us where they can find everything. So the website, the app, how they, how they get a, how they can get involved with what you got going on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think we'll, we'll just put some notes, uh, some links in the the show notes if that works. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And then for me, I'm on Twitter at Robbie Bent one and okay. uh, you can follow us at inward breathwork. We are changing our brand. So big okay. announcement new <laughs> brand launches in like two weeks. So we'll put the new links in the, in the show notes.
1: All right, dude. I, yes, we'll do that, man. Well, Hey, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate all the knowledge that you've shared and your experiences. I feel like uh, if there's one thing that I learned, you know, it was just this, like using these techniques and these meditations to get over this fear of failure to get over you know, yourself and really start living like this full life and like experiences happen when you're, when you're cool with yourself and when you know how to do these things, like handle your, you know, manage your emotions, um, you know, figure out your flow state with your body. And, and like, when you're starting to feel good, like good things happen, you know, just in the blue. And I think it's because, you know, your mind is different and you, you start to see things for as they, as they are, which is like everything that happens to you can be made for your, for your good. Right. Right. You can take a bad situation when you're in the right state and, and learn from it and, and make it a thing that you can, you know, that propels you instead of, instead of wallowing in this, you know, fear or whatever. Right.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. That was <laughs> a great, a great summary. And hopefully people <laughs> take that away. If you're having some fear or anxiety, there's like tools that are fun and there's a communities of people that are like working on this stuff together. That's really cool. like, yeah. That's, that's the future.
1: All right, cool, man. Well, Hey, I appreciate it, Robbie. Awesome, Dalton. Thanks, man.